This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear.com. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Jeff Orvitz here. Mark Howitt here with me for the duration as well. And we've got a pile of stuff to hit on, including um, let's talk NATO. Let's talk more about the Kroger-Albertsons merger deal. I got quite a few comments uh, from yesterday's show, Mark, on that one. Uh, the Middle East heating up more. Houthis cut a main internet line that links um, Europe, Asia, Africa. I mean, it's a big line. Yeah. Um, and this is continuing to be a problem. I want to clarify some confusion on the quote unquote request to speak when you go down to the or when you want to communicate with the Arizona legislature. Plus, I got a bunch of legislative bills as well. Brass knuckles, Ten Commandments, deportation, housing, things brass like that. Monkey. So, brass monkey. Yeah, beastie boys. <laughs> <laughs> beastie boys. Yeah. Um, love to hear from you as well. Uh, keep those comments coming. I will get to several of them today. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. First things first, though, because we get into the show and then I wind up spacing <laughs> it out. It's my son's birthday. I want to wish Owen a very, very happy birthday. And um, 12 years old. My, my youngest is 12 now. So Owen's into flying. Are oh, you going to get him a plane for his birthday? I mean, you... Well, <laughs> being independently wealthy, you can afford one, right? <laughs> well, I can't let him use the jet, but um, I was actually, it's funny you mentioned that because... I heard John Kerry had one for sale cheap. Yeah, yeah, but it's not really his. Oh, and then okay. I think that um, Taylor Swift was in between jets and she had a second one. So I'll look into that. Look no, into that one. my son loves, <laughs> he loves flying, right? Um, loves planes. And he's into really rare planes, like things that I can't even remember right now but he had one one of the first fighter jets from the end of world war ii that the germans had an me 186 or something like that right so he's like i'd I'd like a model of that that's really cool so angela orders it it had to come from austria nice you know finished (laughs) model um but he's he's just into these very rare things i was looking up today though like old cessna 152 or 172s you know those kind of your your starter planes man those have shot up because i looked like 10 years ago what hundred fifty thousand or something yeah for used you know you're talking there's something from the 70s and 80s and they don't have much power and they're they're no, tiny. 152 is absolutely underpowered for up here. Especially 7,000 foot. 172 is okay. Yeah. You know, 182 is better, but those, you're getting into the 200,000 range. But those, to show you how everything has, Angela and I were talking about this yesterday, the great doubling that we're seeing right now. Oh, yeah. The, literally, if you had bought one of those for, say, 80,000 or, or 75,000 10 years ago, which you could have, yep. it's 150, 200 thousand dollars now for the same old plane yeah will it be the same 10 years from now another doubling i i don't know the way they're printing money is well, definitely possible the funny thing about planes is they just seem to stick around forever i remember getting on an, on an airplane in phoenix you know big jet yeah. commercial and it, i think it was originally like an american airlines or something and then that was painted over and then it was like jet blue and then that paint was painted over and then it was like it's like pan am no it's one of those odd <laughs> TWA, right? something that's gone like, this yeah. plane is from the early 70s here yes yeah. it's, it's still flying but no they they look at our well look at our the military well they have 15 look at the b-52 mm-hmm. look at the and something that owen got today for his birthday was a, an a-10 shirt he loves the a-10 oh yeah. the a-10 is an awesome plane those were i believe designed and made in like the 1960s they keep retrofitting them because they were designed so well and i always i always scratch my head we have a a defense and we're gonna talk nato a little bit but we have a defense budget of what nine getting close to 900 billion dollars now something like that it's it's huge 
And you, you look at some of the planes and you're like, wow, they cost however many tens or hundreds of, of, of millions of dollars per copy. And you look at an old design like the A-10. I'm like, why don't you just dust off the plans on that one since you keep rehabbing this thing? Or the B-52, some of those started yep. in the 50s, 60s. And remake the ones that work good, well, that, that, that are reliable, that you're still using today instead of coming up with something new. Something new. And, it, you know, the reality is, you know, we came up with the F-22, the, the most cutting-edge airplane in the world. Yeah. And they've, they've scrapped making that. They made a few, and they've stopped. But now they're going to start making F-15s again. Oh, good. well, because it's a reliable, it's good reliable, plane that they're using. F-16, very yeah. reliable. Yeah. You know, you, and, you, and comparatively cheap. And tons of parts, yeah, and comparatively cheap, tons of parts out there for them. I don't think they're looking at the bottom line. Um, I'm suspecting that with our government. <laughs> you see, are you getting the message. Cost is no object. I guess, yeah, I guess. All right. Anyway, loves planes. Um, we'll talk more about NATO and defense here in just a little bit. I want to wrap back around, though, to what's going on here in Arizona and some bills down at the Arizona legislature. But before I do that, remember, if you're selling a home in the Flagstaff area, call or buying, selling or buying, call my good friend Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. She's helped so many people. You know, when Henry and his wife were ready to sell their home in Flagstaff, they gave Kelly a call and they were immediately impressed. And, you know, Henry says that Kelly Broadus was so personable and so so easy to work with and really thorough. Sold the home really quick, um, and I, I, I'm confident she can do that for you as well. Go get an instant valuation on your existing home right now, northernarizonafinehomes.com, northernarizonafinehomes.com, or call Kelly Broadus at 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Okay, Mark, House Bill 2570 called the Arizona Starter Home Act, and I, I got a lot of this information from the White Mountain Independent. Uh, they, they cover these bills pretty good. Uh, the proposal would bar cities and towns from forcing a homeowner into an HOA interfering with the quote-unquote right to choose the features, amenities, structure, floor plan, and interior and exterior design of a home. And any city larger than 70,000 people would be prohibited from regulating the size of lots for single-family homes that passed the Arizona House, 33 to 26, which is bipartisan for those folks. What do you think about it? You're in the home building industry. Okay, so 33 to 26 means two Democrats signed on and had 31 Republicans. It's bipartisan. Prob- bipartisan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one person from the opposite side of the aisle. Yeah. Uh, I I think, in fairness, I think a couple of Republicans shaved off and a couple more Democrats. Okay, so on, more, more either, bipartisan than we thought. Either way. It's like, it, it might be four. But go ahead. <laughs> So I like this bill. Uh, I deal with the city of Sedona a fair bit. I've got a couple of lots down there, bought and sold. And it's really a pain in the butt to build down there because of the, yeah. the various things that can, the city puts on you. And so I was talking to the zoning person down there in Sedona. They're like, yeah, this, this new bill, except that we're exempt because our population is below the threshold. Oh, so you were aware of this bill already? Yes, I was aware of this bill. Through. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, what's Sedona? Uh, 15, 20? Yeah, no, I think it's like 10,000 city limits. 10,000, okay. Yeah. So exempt. Exempt. So Sedona is still going to, even after this bill passes, which I think it will, I think the governor will sign this You think one. she'll sign this? Yeah, because it does actually help with housing. It'll help bring down some of the costs. Um, and this is, housing is the politicians' uh, rallying cry right now, yep. is they all want to work on it, which, in my opinion, can be a very scary thing. Yeah, when the government's there to help. <laughs> Watch but, out. Watch out. But this bill is good because it's saying the government has to get out of the way. It's okay. saying municipalities are in the way preventing affordable housing. Let's get their silly rules out of the way so that housing can move forward. Let me 
let me ask you this to play the devil's advocate here, Mark. Um, if you're already in the, let's, let's pick on Sedona. You're already in the Sedona market there. There ain't a lot of empty lots left. Right. Right. And maybe all of a sudden they say, well, now we can make these lots smaller. If I know it doesn't appeal to Sedona. So maybe a bad example because it does have the 70,000 threshold, yep. but let's just say you're in that any community. community. Sure. And you've already uh, bought in, you've already paid your dues. Shall we say you've already bought the place and you're like, well, I bought this house with the expectation that lots could only be this minimum size. A house has to be this minimum size, no accessory dwelling units on and on and on and on. Do you think there's legal hurdles here? Because Arizona does have that bill that says, um, I think they amended the constitution that says government cannot do anything that negatively impacts someone's property value without compensating them. Right. So you'd have to, of course you have to go after them. It's not like an automatic thing. Like um, if a city puts in an ordinance or something that negatively impacts the value of your property, um, well, okay, good. You have a right to fight them. You got to hire lawyers and go fight the city. And then usually you'll win if it's a pretty clear case, but you got to spend that money. They're not going to automatically send you a check. No, they're not. (laughs) And Flagstaff has tried to bypass this by saying you have to come register the value of your lot or your right to build under the current zoning before yeah. we change the zoning. So, and there's a deadline two or three years. Don't hold me to it. Right. Check it, into it. Yeah. It if ends. You, if this is affecting you. Yeah. Um, the big thing with this. So in Sedona, they have a lot of rules about you um, have to break up walls, like exterior walls of your house. If it's, it can't go along too long in a plane, it has to be broken up and they have to step out six feet. You got like a corner, you got to have a, a, yeah, a jut out or something. You have to have different roof lines. You can't have a, sim- a simple roof line, which is simple <laughs> and cheap to build. Yeah. You have to have multiple <laughs> roof lines by, by their local rules. And so the more of that that there is, the more expensive it gets to build oh, yeah. a house. You yeah. know, the more roof lines I have to add as a builder, the more offset walls I have to add, you know. A the, box is cheaper. A box is cheaper, yeah. you know. And more efficient from an energy standpoint. I, I told this to the city of Sedona, like all these things you're doing, it wastes a lot of energy. It takes a lot more air conditioning to cool a house that looks like a, a cooling fin on a, a heat sink or something. You know, a box or even a dome is like the most efficient for energy. The round will swirl it around better. Yeah, yeah. right. It keeps okay. Less surface area for yeah. interior area. But, you know, they they want a certain look in Sedona. And so, again, this bill doesn't mostly doesn't affect Sedona, but... It's that type of rule that is making building very expensive to do. And so the state's saying, hey, let's get rid of some of these expenses that the govern- local governments are putting on builders and homeowners. Okay, and, and I hear that, and I'm fine with that. But again, to play the, that opposite side here, uh, the, the opposing view, if you're – and you could take a community like Sedona, and, and there's many communities bigger than that within, like, Phoenix, for example. That yeah, are, think of all the, the suburbs. Yeah, Phoenix. think of all that, and they have these neighborhoods that are Sedona-esque that have all these rules and requirements. You know, you've got to have the corners. You've got to have the multiple roof lines, uh, minimum square uh, footage on the lots, minimum square footage on the houses. You name it. We do all this, and because of that – and I bought into this, my value of my housing is more. If you're now telling me that the new people that come in have to do a, a box or a, instead of a 15,000 square foot lot, a 6,000 square foot lot, right. doesn't that then diminish the neighborhood, the people who have already put the money in? Are we, are we kind of setting up a thing and saying, well, wait a second, we're changing the rules here because other people came and the housing prices is more. 
and the costs are more. And then all of a sudden you're like, but wait a second, I've been here and I lived under those rules and I bought in. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's a good example, but I paid for my student loan or my, my college, my student loans and all that. And now the new people are getting it for free. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good example, but the rules are changing for somebody who thought they was a set a certain way in, right. in buying in that neighborhood or that community. So that brings up a good point. Um, so when you're in a community, like I, we have a simple HOA where I live and it stipulates, I think you gotta be 1400 square feet, not a real big house. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of typical. You say that with a lot of HOAs. Um, but the thing is in any neighborhood, the most valuable house per square foot is the smallest house. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Right? That's true. So if you're the small guy in the really big, fancy neighborhood. You have a lot of upside. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the biggest house is going to be worth the least per square foot, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. And so you know, this also helps the value of, of lower-end homes in some sense. I Overall, I think it's good. But anytime that the state tells the local municipalities, stop making so many dang rules, mm-hmm. um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just trying to play the other side here. And it's, yeah. there might be someone listening saying, hey, wait a second. Well, there's a downside I, to every bill. There is, yeah. There, there is. Aren't there some places, like, isn't there one in Texas? Is it Austin or, or Houston or somewhere that has, no, like, no zoning codes? No. There's a place in Texas where there, there's no. Well, you, you could build a commercial building next to a house, next nope. to a trailer. I, I can't remember which city it is, but they went no, no rules, no zoning code. Well, so when I was in Texas, I did a little bit of building. And... Uh, building a friend's house out in the sticks. The only code was you had to have the septic system inspected. Yeah. Not yeah. your foundation, not your walls, not your roof, not your electrical, not your plumbing. Just the nothing. septic. Just the septic. The, the, the whole place could fall in on you. And they're like, that's, but, they're like, if you're going to build a house that collapses on you, that's your problem. But if your septic leaks and pollutes the stream down the way, that's everybody's problem. And I, I want to follow up on that because it's, yeah, if you want to build something on your own, why are they so strict? Because, you know, it's like we want affordable housing. Well, let some people do things that aren't so mired down in, in code and all that. But just to follow up on this one, so HB 2570, um, I, I bet you this passes the, the Senate when it gets over there and goes to the governor. Could possibly make it mm-hmm. uh, all the way. We'll see. Although the Arizona League's, League of Cities is going to flip out on this one like they flip out on everything. They probably will. Yeah. yeah. Um, so most communities in northern Arizona wouldn't be affected but Flagstaff might be right there if it's seventy thousand. I think that that's. I think they were thinking of Flagstaff when they put seventy thousand. <laughs> that's pretty in much there. exactly. But but actually, Flagstaff's probably a little easier to deal with than Sedona. Oh uh, uh, yeah, mean, it is. For I, sure. I mean, for all the negatives we've got about Flag, <laughs> it's way easier. Yeah, but Sedona is a pretty extreme case. Um, re- let me let me talk though about no building permits at all um, and trying to get housing more affordable. Um, because I think that that may be a big fix when we're talking, especially in rural areas. Before before I do that, um, an area that won't be affected if this goes in is, is Williams. Um, Williams is a great community. I, I love going out there. Why don't you head on out there and go to the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams. Enjoy a great steak. Enjoy their awesome ribs as well. Uh, the Rodeo Steakhouse um, right there on at 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard. It's right there by the Ramada Inn. Uh, get a great dinner. Uh, go on out there on the weekend or even head on out there right now here after the show and don't cook tonight. Get, try one of their great meals and have a great time at the Rodeo Steakhouse. Again, the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams on 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard right there by the Ramada Inn. So, Mark, there was a bill proposed, but I didn't see it get a committee assignment. I mentioned it a few weeks ago to allow people who live in unincorporated areas, so counties, to build a home without requiring a building permit. And it was like, I think it had to be under 
five or 600 square feet, a smaller tiny home tiny type home. situation. Okay. They would have to get septic inspection, things like that. They, right. you know, think, but, but it would basically, if you, you, you are allowed to just build the thing. So what do you think about that as a builder? I'm against it. I'll tell uh, you why. So if somebody builds a house and it burns <laughs> down on them, their problem, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. Houses get sold and the next buyer cannot see the wires in the wall and they cannot see if there's an electrical fire just pending yeah. underneath the sheetrock. If you could, you know that you can look at the doors in a house, you can look at the windows, you can look at the faucet, you can look at the flooring, you can look at the drywall, but you can't see the stuff behind the drywall. Okay, you have to disclose it though. You sell it. Hey, this was home. This was not inspected. That should be a red flag to sell on that. Oh, you did you do your own electrical work? Oh yeah, I I, I um, duct taped that all together real well. Nice. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> right. there should be some some signs like that, isn't it? Uh, you know, buyer beware and put the notice as long as you're identifying this that. No inspections were done. Just so you know, this house is out in the sticks. It's 500 square feet, and I built this from the best spare parts I could find. Okay. Here's disclosed. A, I'll take it another step. So okay. you're on the sticks. Yeah. You do the wiring terrible. You sell the house. Yeah. Or you don't sell the house. It burns down. It catches the forest on the fire. <laughs> You've got a wildfire. Okay. So now, you hate the bill. They yeah. ain't gone anywhere anyway. No. If I can't even convince you of this. <laughs> you can't. I think we do have too many codes and too many regulations. That needs to be simplified. And we're coming up against another set of new codes and new regulations. It's the International Residential Code, the International Building Code, yeah. along with some electrical and plumbing, and now energy codes as well. Ugh. So we're currently on, uh, what are we on, 2018. Okay. So we're six years back. They come the, out. You're talking Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Every city and town is on a different version of this but bad boy. Flagstaff, yeah. Coconino County, Yavapai, they're all in the same. Mm. We're all on, you know, Sedona, wherever you are. We're all on 2018, okay. basically. Okay, okay. We're all about to jump up to maybe 2021, maybe 2024. We'll see. The new codes are even more restrictive. And from energy codes to electrical codes to insulation, you know, everything is going to get worse. Uh, new codes that we don't need. Didn't you tell me at one point that they were requiring so much insulation in the attic that it changes the truss yeah, system? Already, the, already, the wrap. Right. I mean, you would have to have thicker beams, essentially, to accommodate the extra thickness of the insulation, insulation which adds a lot of cost. It does. It adds a whole lot of cost, and you never really recoup that. You won't recoup that cost in the entire... If you buy your house, pay off your mortgage over 30 years, you probably still won't recoup that cost. Oh, Mark, you're saving the world. You're not saving the world. You aren't saving the, the world, Insulation people. costs money. The <laughs> building materials cost yeah. money. You've got to ship the building materials on diesel trucks. You've got bigger materials that require bigger trees to be bigger cut cranes, down, whatever. Yes. Bigger cranes, yeah. The whole shebang, right? No, it's... We should go back probably a few codes back in time. You know, we've gotten so ridiculous. Electrical is a great example with arc fault breakers. Arc fault breakers, it's a, quote, safety issue. But if you put any motor-based thing, a ceiling fan, whatever, onto them, they'll often trip. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, and they're getting to be required everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. You turn on your kitchen blender, psh, power goes out again. Yeah. It's like, come on, this is not helpful. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. We're going backwards in, in, in quality yep. and, and so much more. Okay. In my perfect world, there's, I'm just able to do what I want and I accept <laughs> responsibility for it. Personal responsibility. No, that's, yeah. it's just that we're so far from that and it just kind of nauseates me okay, that we can't a, get back here, to that. Here's a concept. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, do unto others as you have to them do unto you. Would yep. you build a house? that is unsafe for you, and would you sell an unsafe house no. to somebody else? No. Okay, you wouldn't, but the greedy person out there building houses might. 
Okay, but there were some things where you had to live in it for a while. You couldn't just be doing this. And right now in Arizona, you have to get a, a, a license to be a registered, um, you know, home builder, licensed contractor. But you can do it as a homeowner. You if- could do it as a homeowner, but is somebody going to do that? And this, these are very rural areas, and they're going to sell it every two years or whatever the limitation was. I don't. I don't think. So. I mean, somebody might. might. Somebody could do that now. I mean, they mm-hmm. they still have to get inspections and all that. Yep. They build their own home. Yep. You know, I I, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's like um, it's like brass knuckles. <laughs> it's like brass knuckles. It's like brass knuckles. The <laughs> legislature. <laughs> I mean, just just to switch here and totally do a grind here. Senate Bill eleven eighty three is a bill that would ban brass knuckles. You know, okay, you put these on and you've seen them brass oh, yeah. knuckles and yeah, yeah. brass. You know, it's I I don't know. I guess. You know, I hadn't it seen seems like you're going to break, to me, I never understood them because it seems like you're going to break your fingers if you got into a fight. Well, that's the idea is you don't break your fingers, I think. Is it? Yeah. Because anyone listening use brass knuckles? Because I, so I haven't personally seen used things. them. <laughs> I haven't seen them in a long time. And I was watching a movie or a, I don't know what it was, TV show or something. And somebody pulled out a set of brass knuckles. I was like, oh, wow. And I, think brass it was knuckles. A, I think it was a woman. Oh, yeah. And she was about, about to punch a dude, and you're like, ah, oh, she can't punch him. And he's like, oh, the brass knuckles. Well, She's knock I think you bring up a great point, because they're, <laughs> they're looking to ban brass knuckles, right? Because there were, I guess there was a fight. Some 15-year-old kid got really jacked up, teeth crashed oh, in. Yeah. You know, bad, right? And But then again, you're bringing an example of some woman in an alley, and she goes in her purse, and somebody starts attacking her. She, she reaches in there, and brass knuckles. bam, upside <laughs> the head, and she gets away. Yeah. You know? it, it all comes down to the gun thing. Should you have a right to carry a gun for self-defense? Well, if so... Why can't you carry brass knuckles? Why can't you carry nunchucks? Why can't you carry a bow and arrow? Why can't you? Why is the only weapon we see for self-defense okay a gun? More people should carry a bow and arrow. Just be walking uh, just around a with a bow and arrow. Whatever, whatever, right? or, what do you a got boomerang. there? Remember Rocky? That, they had the big knife. Um, he's walking into the town. Oh, Rambo? The first, Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Rocky. Rambo. And um, he, he, what do you use that for? Hunting. Hunting. You know? and it's what like, do you hunt? You, you name it. <laughs> it's like, so you walk in, you got like a spear. What do you use? Hunting. Hunting. <laughs> or self-defense. I don't know. So Owen, <laughs> I think all your kids have done martial arts probably. Yeah. Um, except for Olivia. And I did martial arts for a long time. Yeah. We trained in all kinds of, you know nunchucks and sticks and all kinds of different things, hand weapons. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you can get in trouble sometimes carrying those around. There's various laws and I don't know them well, but in Arizona, you can, you can just strap on a gun, no permit needed. Yeah, but nunchucks. No, I, nunchucks actually, I think like, they made those legal. It was uh, Senator David Gowan's a black belt martial art in, instructor guy, right? And um, he made, that was one of his bills a couple of years ago. I, I think, again. Look it up because I am up. not up on this at Look all. it up because if you get arrested for carrying nunchucks. or num, Your fault. Num, num, nunchucks. You got that right? Num is how you feel after you get hit. Yeah, with after them. You get, after you, I remember, <laughs> attorney, remember former Attorney General Mark Burnovich. He did a whole display uh, in, in the AG's office. He did nunchucks. Yeah. So, I mean, if he was doing it, it must have been legal. So I grew up in Texas, and we had some really stupid laws in Texas. But one of them was, you've seen butterfly knives, and they're legal in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. In Texas, they're illegal if you open them with one hand, but if you use two hands to open them, they're legal, because <laughs> they have a law against one hand that open. Who comes up with this that, stuff? You know, like, and again, it goes back to, how can you have an, a 9 millimeter with you know, 15, 20 rounds on your side, but you can't carry, carry a switchblade? A switchblade. Yeah. I say make them all legal. It's and then consistent with your no, rules. make them all legal and then personal responsibility, you know, it has to kick in that. Uh, yeah. You broke the law, whether you use the gun, a hammer, nunchucks, uh, brass, brass knuckles, knuckles, the brass, brass knuckles monkey. bill, 
The Brass Knuckles <laughs> Bill, by the way, has failed. It, okay. They are, um, it is not making it through committee to make it illegal at this point. All right, more bills when we come back. Uh, and always love hearing from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, insurance rates have gone up for so many of you. Uh, they haven't gone up exactly that much for me, though, because I switched over to Allstate Agency in Flagstaff. Eric Boatner, Lisa Boatner, doing an excellent job for my family. Why don't you give them a call, have them quote your existing policies. I think you'll be really surprised because all we hear about is insurance rates are going up, insurance rates are going up. Well, we were able to save money on our home and on our auto. Here's the number for Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there, and on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. I want to tell you about my good friends at Desert Gold Exchange. Um, I've been buying physical gold and silver for a couple decades now. And silver price is potentially hitting a decade high. Uh, maybe it's time to call up and, and, and find out more about how they have an inverse relationship with interest rates. Give them a call at Desert Gold Exchange right now. Justin and his family-run company based right here in Arizona, they guarantee the maximum physical gold and silver for your investment. They keep their overhead low. They pass those savings on to you. Here's the number for Desert Gold Exchange. And like I said, Angela and I have been buying from them for uh, quite a few years now. 888-852-4343. That's 888-852-4343. Go to DesertGoldExchange.com. anyone has a different opinion about brass knuckles or anything like that, email talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. I say leave them legal, but if you use them in a, anything in an illegal manner, right, then it becomes a different issue. Yeah. Uh, I, somebody may have a brass knuckle uh, collection. People collect weird things, man. Yeah. And kids, right? whatever the case, as a kid, you do not get to bring any of those weapons to school. Yeah. Just no. <laughs> Generally, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much a rule. Is like, I had a kid, uh, one of Owen's friends had like a, a switchblade, right? Yep. It was a comb. It's called, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if those are illegal or legal in Arizona. Again, you need to you need to check. Some some every state is is different. All right, uh, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Love to hear from you. Mark Howitz here with me. Don't forget, it is uh, Taco Tuesday up at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Head on up there right now. Get some great tacos. Tomorrow is Wing Wednesday at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Half price wings. Take advantage of this great deal. There's all kinds of economic data coming out later this week. Inflation numbers. The uh, producer price index which is expected to be hotter than expected once again but we shall see i think that comes out thursday save yourself some money get some great half price wings tomorrow starting at lunch through dinner at sportsman's bar and grill just north of downtown uh in the basha shopping center right there uh where there's plenty of parking and we're, we're going to talk about um the kroger and um, Albertson's. Albertson's deal in a little bit because I got quite a few emails on that. This proposed merger that now state attorney generals keep fighting. I thought of so that quick, one. Quick note on that. Yeah, I yeah. noticed around town. So we used to have a, a Fry's, which is Kroger's, 
right across the street. We still have a fries. We still have a fries. Yeah, but yeah. It used to be right across the street from Albertsons. Albertsons went away years ago. Yes. And it's uh, Goodwill now, I think. So we're down, yes. we're down one grocery store that way. And I've also True. been thinking about this. Looking around town, we keep losing gas stations. Yeah, it is weird. There, there are far They're less. Just and so Arizona has a uh, fund set up to get rid of these old leaking tanks. Mm-hmm. And so as they've been taking them out, they haven't been putting back new ones. And the gas stations are just gone. That's because you're not going to need a car soon, Mark. Oh, that's what I'm wondering. Because you ain't like, going to be able to afford it because they keep driving the economy into off a cliff. Is there some kind of conspiracy here to get rid of gas stations? Why in a town that has grown in population do we have less and less and less gas stations? Yeah, it's especially over there on Milton, yeah. which is one of the busiest spots in northern Arizona. It's like they're dropping like flies. There's a lot less, and you have to, you have to look around for gas. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just not worth it being in that business. Maybe it's just a pain in the butt and a chance of the environmental issues. I don't know. I don't know. I, would you want, you, you own property, would you want tanks in the ground? I wouldn't, but. Unless that's your business. If, if that's you're in your business, gas, yeah, yeah, I'm not in that business. Yeah. I just, I like having more competition equals lower prices generally. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about this merger deal in, in just a little bit. Um, once, let's get through these, these bills here because is there going to be more competition or less competition? I don't know. Okay. Here's another one. Senate bill 1628. It passed the Senate 16 to 12. So that one's truly. Partisan Republicans voted for it. All the Democrats voted against. It. I guess a couple of people were abstained home. or didn't. Yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't show around. Why show up nowadays? You know, um, basically, okay. bills. What sex is? What you're born with? Yeah, you basically, it's saying a, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. Uh, these, these guys are crazy. It's super nuts. The only thing that's weird. <laughs> Somebody's listening for the first time saying, "What are you talking about?" So I think the bill is a good one. But what is weird is the legislature just can't do things simply. Instead of saying. A male is somebody with XY chromosome and a female is someone with XX chromosome. Real simple, right? Mm-hmm. They've defined a male as when used in reference to a natural person. Mm-hmm. Is there such a thing as an unnatural person? An individual who has, had, will have, or would have, but for the development, anomaly, or accident, the reproductive system that at some point produces sperm for fertilization of the female ova. Huh? I, I, that's a very long sentence to say what a male is. Hmm. What if they, what if they had some kind of birth defect and didn't produce? Well, yeah, that's that goes into the anomaly or accident. Oh, okay, okay. But what what is a natural person? Yeah, I, has, I don't know why had, they they must have had some legal we'll advice. Have, have. They must have had some legal advice that said, "Hey, you got to put this in there to define this because someone's going to come up with a loophole." Why not just something? say male is someone with X Y chromosome? Done. Why not just have a picture? Well, that might be violate <laughs> Let's something. Let's not do that. <laughs> say, this is a male. This is a female. Get that it? That is why you don't write the laws. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is pretty simple, though. And it's like, you know, a picture is a thousand words, right? It's, it's like, it would I, save a lot you're of like, bl- okay, bill. this law, yeah. you have to be over 18 to look at. But it's pretty simple here. <laughs> male, female, yeah. right? I mean, do yeah. I have to draw a picture for you? Oh, my. The world we live in nowadays. I, I like the idea of it. Okay. Your your birth certificate says you're male. Well, they they're saying that you can't re yeah redo that. And is this is this geared towards schools or something? Like, is this well? It's this whole thing of people changing their gender. Yeah, yeah and I get that. Boys going into the girls' locker room. That's been a, a serious issue. I'll or the sports. The sports. Sports yeah. is another serious issue. Um, you know, we all, we had a near scary issue. My wife went in the woman's bathroom with my two young daughters, and my daughter's like, "Mom, why is there a man in the bathroom?" And I'm about to you know, flip my top, but it turned out it was just a very butch-looking woman. Oh, okay. So no, no yeah. real threat, but yeah. I was like, 
Uh, I'm gonna lose my mind if there's a man in the bathroom. Yeah, if there's with my actually a dude, it wasn't. It wasn't a dude. Though. Okay, but that would make most parents would be like, yeah. Uh, if you, most parents didn't cringe at that, I would be concerned about. That's the time for the brass knuckles. Yeah, the brass knuckles. <laughs> the brass knuckles are coming out. Oh man, the fact that we even have to have this kind of stuff is just ridiculous. And really, my main concern, one of the main concerns for me, is um, all of the sports issues we've seen there was just mm-hmm. another one recently oh it's nonstop. it's not it's like it's so much now mark that we've tuned it out all the women's it, tuned records it out. all the women's records are getting broken yeah by dudes by dudes yeah and what are we going to do in five years from now when everybody's like wow this is really really stupid even the left comes out and is like mm-hmm. uh this is stupid and, uh, we're going to go back and change all the record books. Again, yeah, that, like, exactly. That's what that's what I was thinking is like, then you on. have to decide which record, because is it clearly identified that this record actually was a dude that's saying they were a girl? Right. So how do you even go back over time? And then these records in some ways may never get rebroken by an actual woman again going forward. And so there's a lot of women that have done phenomenally good, but were given second place because the dude took first. Mm-hmm. And you can't ever fix what you did to that girl. You know, 10 years from now, you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we didn't let you get your gold medal yeah. at the Olympics or wherever because... Yeah, she's she's now living out of, like, a shopping cart somewhere, and the whole, whole life was turned around. She's down in the zone right? in Phoenix. She's down in the zone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't, think, they don't care about those ramifications. It probably makes most of these women stronger. Like, I can't believe this just happened, though. Yeah. You know, would, would be my guess. Okay, um, that bill will um, probably... It'll go over to the House next, and it'll probably pass, and then it will get quickly vetoed by the governor. Governor, governor Katie Hobbs. Hobbs. She yeah. is... She, yeah, this, this is deal. She is really vile when it comes to these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, vile is, no is the word. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, SB 1231. Yeah, okay. Yeah, SB 1231 passed 16 to 13. We had one more Democrat showed up that day, apparently. Let's Arizona law enforcement arrest, real simply here, arrest those that are here illegally and allows a judge to order deportation of said uh, arrestees. That is that basically a sum of this proposed law? Yes. Yeah, so... 30,000 foot. This is a bad law. It's a bad law. Why is this a bad law? I mean, the, the feds are doing nothing. Biden is letting right. record numbers come in. We've got, um, did you hear me talking with Angela yesterday? There were more illegals than like 36 states overall population in this country. There's like 7 million since Biden's gotten into office. Oh, yeah. No, it, there's a huge problem with the wide open border. And it, it's the Biden border. He's basically saying, come. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. to America. Uh, the problem with this is this all falls onto the federal government's domain. And Arizona can pass laws like this all day. You could potentially end up with a really bad situation like we had in Chandler a while back where the police were arresting Mexican-Americans. They're police, actually U.S. citizens. U.S. citizens. Okay. Holding, you know, putting me in jail. It's just Ch- like SB 1070 after that. What was that, like 2008 yeah, or something? Right. Or so 10. Chandler got their butt suit off because you cannot take an American citizen because of their color, stick them in prison. And hold them there, or stick them in jail and hold them there. That's ridiculous. Major violation of well, the people's pro- rights. The problem with the border right now is it, you used to equate, oh, look at all these people coming over. They're coming from Mexico. They're Mexicans. That's not the case anymore. No, it's not. Uh, they're not even, perhaps in, in a lot of cases, not even um, from Central America, Mexico, even South America. They're coming from all over the world. China. Africa. Uh, Africa. I mean, you, you name it. Yep. So you don't even know who's who's out there that... Could be somebody like you said from Africa, from yep. from from Mexico, from the Middle East. Could be a white guy from Europe. I mean, you don't know anymore. No, and we already have laws that if someone gets arrested, 
that the sheriff's office, the police can hold them for ICE inspection. So if they're arrested for drunk driving or something else, they can be held. And we had that famous case in Flagstaff where the police caught a guy who's dealing heroin. That's right. And they're like, oh, you're actually not even an American citizen. You're here illegally. They shipped him back to Mexico. He committed suicide. They did deport him. That's right. And that was a big thing. And there was all these GoFundMe things. Oh, yeah. Our former mayor, Coral Evans, was basically condemning the sheriff's office for yeah. Getting rid of this heroin dealer that's selling, you know, our family members, our kids, whoever, our community members, heroin. Yeah. yeah. And she's like condemning the sheriff's office for getting rid of this I guy. Remember, I remember. Okay. What if they're just using it in the cases of, we know this person's illegal. This person, How do you know? Well, if they're picking them up, let's say they committed a crime or something. Sure. Let's say it's some active crime, something. And they ask for ID and go, well, I don't have any ID except for my uh, Venezuelan ID here. Okay. Wait a second. Are you a U.S. citizen? What if they then say, no, I'm not a U.S. citizen? I mean, isn't that fair game? Yeah. If someone confesses and says, no, I'm, I'm here illegally. Well, right, what fine. if they, okay, what if they have no ID and they were picked up and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're out there. And, and I, I would need to dive more into the language of this because I think that whoever, excuse me, wrote this um, remembers the SB 1070 issue, right? And the mm-hmm. Chandler issue and, and probably thinks, Wait a second. What's I guess probable cause? What's the reason why we're picking this person up? Okay, we picked them up on on this. They just walked out of the store without paying for their you know um, um, big they gulp. Commit, they, yeah, commit right? some crime. Yeah, of some kind. Okay, they're pro- they process them and they don't have the ID. I mean, what do they do? Call ICE, but then ICE will just take them and release them or something. No, sometimes I still deport them. I mean, that's what okay. happened with that one. I'm not saying that in a negative way to the rank and file. I'm talking about the the management of ICE, the upper right. people. Yeah, the upper people. They, they don't, you know. The rank and file are working their butts yeah, off. Yeah, they are. They, they want to stop this stuff from happening. So, but, but shouldn't we have some power in our state to police this? You can claim that, but the federal government's not doing it <laughs> They're to not going to let it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could argue that all day, but you yeah. know, we already tried the shipping container thing, and we saw what happened with that. Oh, that one infuriates me still. That we spend so much of our state budget. Yeah. And this is what the problem is. Hundreds of bill, millions. This bill, if this bill passed, which it will not. Oh, I think it'll pass, but it won't get signed into law. Right. It won't get signed into yeah. law by the governor. You know, it opens the door for a lot of lawsuits. And then it's just going to cost us money again. It's, you've got to think ahead a little bit and say, all right, what is the federal government actually going to allow us to do? Are they going to allow us to put you know, a wall up built by Arizonans on the border? No, they're not going to allow us to do that. But should we not try because of their epic failure in Texas and other states have gone after the feds as to, um, oh, I can't remember the exact legal term that well, they, they use. They're using the emergency defense thing. So okay. the states have the right to defend themselves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got an invasion. We got an invasion. We got an invasion. Yeah, we yeah. don't have time to wait for the Marines to get here. We've got to use our own people mm-hmm. to fight off the invasion. Yes. Texas is basically using that provision. To say, hey, we've got a right to take emergency action at the border because the federal government isn't doing it, is not getting here in time. And, and they, they're deliberately not coming. Right. Yeah. And so they're, that's the route I think we should be taking, looking at laws like that and saying, hey. Yeah, it would take, it would take a, a strong governor. It's not going to be Hobbs, even though she, no. she's said a few words saying that we've got a border issue and even cinema has, but they're full of it because it's election time. Well, we do not have a border Hobbs. issue, but they're not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, it's become, and I, I mentioned this yesterday because you've said that this won't be as big of an election issue as I think it is. Yep. Um, but I think it's becoming a bigger issue. I think that more and more Americans are really frustrated on the flooding that's happening over the border. Might be. But again, the, this election hinges on the 30 and under voters. As far as the swing to, to yep. decide if they're 
going to even come out for Biden or not. Right. Or if they're just going to stay home. Stay home, you know. Yeah. Which is probably, I think a lot more of them are going to stay home this time. Yeah, because they're like, I just can't even vote for this really old guy. Right. I'm just, they <laughs> might not like Trump, but they're like, this other guy's awful too. Speaking of which, uh, my wife got her ballot in the mail. She's registered Republican. Oh, is this for the... um for the presidential preference, preference election. Okay. And so I I took a picture of, like, we could talk about who's still on the ballot. Yeah, let's do that. Um, we're going to take a break. Um, but, yeah, who is still on the ballot? It's just Trump. I know there's other people on there. And, and I then, got a big announcement. Oh, you do? I'm back to being independent. <laughs> didn't last long at all. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff. And I, I think you can tell me you're running for a president or something. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, if you want new blinds, shutters, or shades, do what Angela and I did. And we called the Blind Brothers right here in Northern Arizona. They service Northern and Central Arizona. They do a great job. I can I can tell you because we got all new blinds and Flagstaff from them. Do your neighbors a favor. Call them right now at 928-634-2423. 928-634-2423. You want new blinds, you want new shutters or shades, and you want to have them install it. Mention the Jeff Orvich Show. Get half off the installation. Call the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the Jeff Orovitz Show. If you're looking for a home for lease, I have a two-bedroom, one-bath home available right now. It's in a duplex, uh, really nice, and it's one of those that were built a while ago, but it's been remodeled, so that means you got more space. You know, the new ones nowadays, you get, it's like living in a closet. Two-bedroom, one-bath for fifteen ninety nine per month. Uh, check it out at flagstaffforlease.com or send an email, rent at flagstaffforlease.com, rent at flagstaffforlease.com. Again, a two-bedroom, one-bath uh, home in a duplex available right now for $15.99. Flagstaff4lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. Okay, Mark, next hour, let's finish off with one more bill on the Ten Commandments. Let's update you on the re- request to speak at the legislature. I've had some controversy on this one. Mm-hmm. And then also the Albertsons, uh, is it Fry's Albertsons? Kroger. Kroger oh, Albertsons, yeah. whatever it is. The big merger. The big merger. I want to share with you more information on that, and we'll see if we have time to get to NATO talk as well. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Back in just a few minutes. The information provided on the Jeff Orvitz Show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Orvin Show.
If you're looking for a home for lease, I have a two-bedroom, one-bath home available right now. It's in a duplex, uh, really nice, and it's one of those that were built a while ago, but it's been remodeled, so that means you got more space. You know, the new ones nowadays, you get, it's like living in a closet. Two-bedroom, one-bath for fifteen ninety-nine per month. Uh, check it out at flagstaffforlease.com or send an email, rent at flagstaffforlease.com, rent at flagstaffforlease.com. Again, a two-bedroom, one-bath uh, home in a duplex available right now for fifteen ninety nine. Flagstaff for lease.com is an equal housing opportunity. This portion of the show is brought to you by American Trailer Company. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Mark Howitt's still here with me. We're going to hit on a couple more, at least one more bill at the legislature. Uh, how do you speak to your representatives? Some controversy, I don't know if it's controversy, misunderstanding there with requests to speak. And I want to get into the Kroger-Albertsons merger, some more follow-up. Several, several of you have commented on that one. Comments, welcome. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Yeah, I've got my second board here. I think Mark and I should own stock in, in Road. <laughs> Got so many road products. Uh, yeah. We've got um, <laughs> several boards. I just bought a little like mini version of the studio board to take with me when we go to Europe. And Mark's filling in uh, for a couple of days while I'm gone. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do the show. This is after next week, so I got all next week, and then I'll be on the, the road. The internet still works. And yeah. the Houthis <laughs> haven't cut the fiber optic line. Yeah, they, uh, I mean anything's possible in a ten hour time <laughs> change. But I'm actually kind of excited to do a few shows from from Europe. Yeah, uh, maybe even from Asia if I scurry on to the other side of Istanbul, um, who is a member of NATO. Try to talk about that here in That's a bit. That's unbelievable. We'll, we might have to talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. Um, but the internet got cut. The Houthis? Houthi. Is it Houthi? I think I. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. You know, the, the Yemeni rebel forces there, terrorists, whatever you The guy's call blowing them. up the cargo ships in the Red Sea. Yeah. I guess they hit a um, submersible line that connects... Basically, like Saudi Arabia over into it's like Africa, Europe, Asia is one of the one of the main lines, although there were others. So they were able to keep the stuff going. Mm -hmm. They hit it. And it's it's, is that why my Internet was slow here in Flagstaff? Or is that a different (laughs) thing? That's a a always happening thing. It seems to be getting slower, but it does. Right. Is it just me? Because yesterday I was like, I I know the prices again, doubled a doubling in the price from when I first got it. (laughs) And it's slower. Yeah. Still problems. Anyway. anyway. Wah, wah. So, yeah, they, they cut the thing, and they got in there somehow. But it goes to show you how low-tech people can, can take, do, out, high take out high-tech things. <laughs> and this has been going on, over. I mean, the Revolutionary War. Yes. Right? I mean, we were going up against the superpower of all time at, the, at that time in history. The British high-tech, Empire. Uh, world's most powerful military, mo- most powerful army, most powerful navy. And they were routed by rebels that used rebel techniques. This is nothing new. The reality is you can never defeat guerrilla warfare. No, you just tough. can't. Yeah. You know, Israel's facing that right now with Gaza. They're like, we're going to wipe out Hamas. That is not true. You're never going to wipe out Hamas because it doesn't, it's not like they have a membership role. And after you've knocked yeah. off everybody on the membership role, you're done. Yeah. Same it's, with the Taliban. Yeah, they just spring up from the the roots. They grow from the roots. Yeah, it just it just just keeps going. We've we've tried this for a long time. Vietnam, you know, yeah. and then Afghanistan. It's like Russians tried it with Afghanistan. It's the same. You've got to change thing the way people think. You really have to change the way that people think. And yeah. you know, we've got this bill before the legislature. 
I don't think it's going to change the way people think. I'm all for it. But Wh- which one's that? So oh, the Ten Commandments. Okay, let's get to that. Before we do that, though, if you get a rock ship in your windshield, your windshield with all that high tech and all the cameras now, right? And we've just gotten quite complex. You need somebody who knows what they're doing, and that's Diamond Auto Glass on Fourth Street in Flagstaff. They'll get that rock ship repaired. They can get that fixed for you. They can replace your whole windshield. They've got the technology to line up your cameras, which is very important nowadays with all the the radar and the Jeep, you know, all the well, stuff. The, that's cruise, the automatic cruise control. Cruise control. I mean, <laughs> people aren't going to know how to drive a car pretty soon. But anyway, need a good windshield. Go to Desert Gold. Not Desert. I did that yesterday, too. Diamond Auto Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Go get yourself a silver-plated uh, windshield. Gold, Go get, but Get diamond. yourself a diamond. Strong stuff there. Diamond Auto Glass. Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. You're good to the difference is clear. Com. Okay, to finish up on the legislative bills, um, Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. So this is SB 1151. Okay. Uh, and so Arizona currently has a list of things that teachers can use in the school um, and post and use expert excerpts from. Okay. Uh, the national motto, In God We Trust, the national anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance, the preamble to the Constitution of this state, mm-hmm. Declaration of Independence, the Mayflower Compact, Writing speeches, documents, proclamations of the Founding Fathers and the Presidents, uh, published decisions of the Supreme Court, Acts of the United States Congress, and the state motto. Uh, what about D- the alphabet? D- 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 was, no, no alphabet. No math. No, this, that's, <laughs> so, that's probably what's going on in America. So basically, they've enshrined a bunch of things that nobody can come along and say, teacher, you can't, can't talk. use that. You can't use that. You can't talk about the you know. And so the... In addition to that list of 10 things. What about Satan? I mean, is there stuff on that, right? Hasn't that been the big thing that the people have been trying to fight lawsuits saying I should be able to put that in schools? Yeah, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Sorry. Okay, So they, they want to add an 11th thing saying <laughs> the teachers can use the Ten Commandments not to teach the kids religions, okay. but religious things, but because that would be a violation of the separation of church and state. But to say, hey, you can use this for instruction, put copies in the building, put excerpts from it. You can put, you know, mm-hmm. thou shall not steal over the... You know, the lunchroom. Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not brass knuckle. Thou shall not brass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you weren't listening last hour, the attempt to make brass knuckles illegal in Arizona failed. Failed. But anyway, go ahead. So, you know, I think it's a good thing. It's It ensures that you can talk about this, mm-hmm. but you can't, obviously, you can't force um, the Bible or anything on anybody. And it, it wouldn't work anyway, because you're not changing minds. You're just forcing people to do stuff. Yeah, you have to, you, you can't force someone into... To, to what they believe. To what they believe. Yeah, no, good, you, good point. Yeah, you've got to coerce them, yeah. brainwash them, whatever, but you can't force them. You, you can't force it and say, you will, you will, you will. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know if this is a good equation. I, I, I've been doing this a lot lately, but if somebody has a serious drug problem, right. you can't force them to stop using drugs. Right. I, I guess you could tie them down and stuff, right? <laughs> and this and that, but you can't, they got to, they, that's something that they got to develop. They want to. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't legislate faith, but you can legislate morality. People always say you can't legislate morality. Sure, we do it all the time. We say don't murder, don't rape, don't. There's lots of yeah. things we legislate. Yeah. We legislate morality. Don't use brass knuckles. Don't use brass knuckles <laughs> or do in Arizona. Yeah, or do. Yeah, we we're confused on that one. Okay, so you're saying good thing. Get it in, and it's it, what this is saying. And, and Senator Kern, who brought this up, says this does not mandate the teachers must post the Ten Commandments. He said, but simply becomes an option, just like the other items already on the list that you mentioned. Mark. Literally says already one sentence. Okay. A teacher or administrator in any school in this state may. Read, 
or post in any school building copies or excerpt, excerpts of the following materials. Okay. And the Ten Commandments would be added to that list of all the items. other stuff that yep. you just read. Yes. I have no problem with that. If the teacher, because some, some parents somewhere will sue, there'll be, you know, little Susie's parents here will be like, I can't believe you exposed my children to the Ten Commandments. Yeah. These horrible things. <laughs> I mean, thou shall not kill. Thou shall not uh, steal. Don't dishonor your father yeah, and mother. Covet, you know. <laughs> covet thy neighbors. I mean, just things like, I mean, that is unbelievable. But the simple answer is, well, just you. You, you don't have to force it on them. If you, you, you could have, let's say it's a high school class. Well, let's have a discussion on it. And the, mm-hmm. the kid, as long as the teacher is respectful of, if, if Mark, for example, I'll use you as an example, says, I don't believe in those. I don't think they should be on there. And the teacher says, okay, well, we agree to disagree. I'm going to leave them up there because that's what I believe in. Yeah, and we're good a, to go. There's a big difference about between forcing religion on somebody and teaching somebody about religion. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so in our nation, you know, we are a Christian-based nation. That's Most of the founding fathers were Christian or related to the Christian faith in some way. You know, Jefferson was a deist, whatever, but he still, he took the Bible mm-hmm. and used it, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't a Christian by faith. So I think it's, it's smart to teach Bible. It's part of our history and it's educational. And in Arizona, you can, you know, in grades nine through 12, you can have a Bible class as long as it's not violating the separation of church and state. You can teach about the Bible, talk about what it says, discuss, you know, in fairness, in, in fairness, in school, they they teach religions. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, right? The most most schools are teaching. Education. They're going to teach. Um, um, help me out here. Oh, Islam, uh, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Hinduism Buddhism. Yeah, I mean, they're going to run religions. Exactly. They're going to typically. I've seen that even in uh, Christian schools, mm-hmm. they teach that. Sure, you they know, go through everything. Ignorance doesn't really help anybody. No, it doesn't. Uh, it, in general, I mean, there's some things you don't want to know. I wish I didn't know about some things going on in our government and in our world. <laughs> With the internet, it's only gotten worse, right? That, that's, much, that's very true. Okay. You your thoughts on that. I'd love to hear from you. Should this bill make it? Um, it's certainly probably doomed for veto by the governor. I don't even know if it's gone through the house yet. I think it would pass the house. Um, I, I have no problem with this because I can't see how someone could come up and argue and say that thou shall not kill thing. I know. What is that? Someone will. No, <laughs> I know they will, but it's just, it makes them look pretty stupid, I think. Yeah, but when I mean, they, that's what I don't get. A lot of these bills are coming up very partisan. So, you know, this one's 16 to 12. Yeah. Republicans, yeah. Democrats. Why? I mean, Why? Just, just because that's how we are now. It's got to, because there was a time not too long ago where many Democrats would be like, oh, yeah, I have no problem with that. Being and vice there. versa with Republicans. Vice versa, yeah. And now it's like, nope, came from the Republicans. It's not, I don't care how good it is. Religious based or whatever. Not good. Yeah. Veto, veto without ever even making. It. Okay. Um, how do you speak to your members of the legislature? Let's get to that one. And I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. But remember, uh, if you want to talk with Glenn Least, now, it's not as complicated as trying to talk to members of your Arizona legislature. You can it's, do it right here in could, northern Arizona. You could you could actually just pick up the phone and talk with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474. Have him review your portfolio. Have him look at what you're dealing with if you're dealing with crazy woke companies. They've got a lot of great options out there for you. I've been working with Glenn for years now. I really like the fact that Glenn shares a lot of the same 
uh, values as I do, and probably you as well. Give Glenn Lease a call at WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. You can also email Glenn, gleast, L-E-E-S-T, gleast at wtwealthmanagement.com. Okay. You went to the Capitol like last week, last Monday or something. Okay, so there's Arizona has a request to speak system. You can log in on your computer, make a comment about a bill, um, and it can be your comment can be read in committee, or they can just say so and so is for, so and so is against. And there's been a lot of misinformation. Everybody has been saying, "Hey, you can sign up for this remotely. You don't need to go to the Capitol." Okay, I am here on the Capitol website, ArizonaLedge.gov. Can I, can I qualify this a little more? Because, Mark, yes. you said the other day, I had to go to the Capitol, sign up in person at the Capitol in Phoenix. Was that Washington? Wherever that yep. whatever Washington street, street it is. Washington street. Washington street and Jefferson Street. I had to physically go there to do it. And you reported that on this show. And then I got um, a listener who is also involved with um, the Republican Party here in the, in the state. Yep. Awesome person. I've known her for years. She She's very knowledgeable, right? She flags me down and says, you know, I think you need to look into this and update this because Mark was wrong. You do not have to go to the Capitol to request to speak. And you want to make sure you update that information. I was like, oh, Mark, Mark. And I, I text Mark. I was like, Mark, you know, and, and, and in fairness, I mean, we do this show. I do it every day. Mark does it quite frequently. We sometimes make mistakes. I'm like, sometimes. okay, we got to update but this But it's thing. rare. It, it is pretty rare for the <laughs> amount of information we're handling, right? So Mark's like, no, you have to go down there. And I'm like, okay, I got to look at this myself. And you did exactly what I did. I found it within 60 seconds on the website. Go ahead. Okay. So you can do all the sign up here remotely on your computer, but to validate your account, you have to go to the Capitol. And here's what it says. This is, I'm on the legislative website. <laughs> yep. Constituents, that'd be you and me and everybody else, are required to come to the Capitol the first time you use the request to speak system. <laughs> <laughs> when you come to the Capitol, you can create an account, sign in, blah, blah, blah. And there's a kiosk in the Senate building, in the House and the Senate buildings. And all you have to do, once you've made your account at home, you drive down there 150 miles or whatever, <laughs> you walk into the lobby, you sign in with your name and password, and then it says, okay, you're now validated. You can go home, back to 150 miles you came down. Or just think, okay, you're living in Page. Or right. you're living in. Yeah, I'm talking about from Flagstaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're living Canab, what you, not Canab. That's not Utah. But you're up on the border with Utah. Yeah. What if you're up Colorado in the, City? The, the, I was just thinking. What if you're up in uh, northwestern Arizona on the other side of the Grand Canyon? Right. You got to go about six hours down to the capital. One so, way. Let me get this straight. So you you can here. I'm reading on the, the website too. How do I request permission to speak about a bill in 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 a committee? The new online request to speak application is available for you to sign up to speak without having to be at the Capitol. That's not, that's what people hear. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I can comment to my legislature. I want brass knuckles to be illegal. I want brass knuckles to be legal. Yep. You name it. I want the Ten Commandments in, in, this, yep. in my schools. I don't want them. The next sentence in big, bold, capital letters, however... The first time you sign up, you must come to the Capitol and register. After that, you can register from home. Click here for the Request to Speak website. Yes. So, once again, you why? Why? 
Did you? I have. I do not see in their frequently asked questions a viable reason why I have to physically go down to the Capitol to finish this last step. Why? Mark? Okay. So, in all fairness, they also opened a kiosk in Tucson. Oh, that's so, great! I can go down there in case you Four don't want to drive to the Capitol. <laughs> you can go to Tucson. <laughs> you can go to Tucson. What about for the people that live beyond the wall? You know, the the northern um, heathens up here, right? Um, What about all of us folk? We get no input in that. We get, they, we barely get representation. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because most of the representatives are in Maricopa County and a few in Pima. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So we have to physically, we have it settled. This, I should be able to sign. Okay, okay, I'm trying to remember back when I registered to vote, and I re-registered recently, and you got I some news on that. Yes. two days ago. Okay, how did you do that? Did you physically go? No, I went to Service Arizona, <laughs> got on there. I'm banging my head with my no, you entered your drive, And this was almost too easy. You enter your name, your birthday, I think, and your driver's license, and then you can change your registration. And so It's done. I wasn't. In, I was an independent, and then when new la- when no labels came out, and the Democrat Party was opposing them so hard, I was like, "Well, maybe I'll sign up for them." If the Democrats hate hate them so much, yeah, that was a while ago too. A while like, ago, I signed four up four months ago. No labels, and then no <laughs> labels came out and said, "We don't want any candidates in Arizona." And so on your ballot, there's going to be some no labels candidates. They are not official. It's not going to work. You can vote for them. It goes nowhere. They've been sounds like a waste. Yes, they've been kept off the ballot. Okay, by their own party. Okay. So I've gone back to independent, and part of the reason I went back to independent is you can sign anybody's petition to be on the ballot. So, for example, Bob Thorpe, our friend, is running for county recorder. Yes. And I wanted to sign his petition. I was like, oh, shoot, I'm as no labels. I can't sign it. But as an independent, I can sign it. Okay. So an independent can sign for Republican, Democrat, Green Party, whoever. So I was like, all right, I'll just re-register as a Did you sign Bob's petition? So I did, and what I did was I went on and I signed electronically which is the best way to do it. So you go to eQual Arizona and um, you go log in and it'll list all the candidates whose petitions you can sign. And so I signed Bob's and a couple of other people I like and uh, it's automatic and they're pre-qualified. So nobody has to go on and check the signature and see if it's correct and all that. See if you're actually registered, see, see if, if you're actually the right party. It, you're pre-qualified, you're pre-qualified in the to sign. Okay. So it's, it's an easy, it's great for candidates. They don't have to check all these people that sign their petitions manually. Yeah. You hang out at the library, you get people from like California signing right. your petition. It's and a waste. again, you can do it all online. You can change your voter registration. You can sign these petitions, but if you want to request to speak, you got to drive, you to, drive the to the Capitol, sign in, sign out. Rachel's like, Rachel, my wife, was with me. She's like, that's all you had to do? Yeah. I was like, yes. Literally, enter my name and password. Done. There's a word for that. Byzantine. Oh, my gosh. Right? In in Turkey, which I'm going to be visiting soon, <laughs> they the Byzantine Empire got so uh, corrupted and regimented in Turkey, I hear, is still like this. I'm going to be too negative because, um, you know, there's kind you of a dictatorship over there. So, <laughs> And I'm going to show up a recording gear. I'm probably, you know, Mark may be doing the show forever. Anyway, <laughs> he might be checking in from my... Byzantine, job. but yeah, that's a word for unnecessarily bureaucratic, idiotic. You got to go from this bureaucrat to this, that bureaucrat. Yep. So in this case, for some reason, if you want to speak to the Arizona legislature, you absolutely can. You can sign up for requests to speak and from your warm, cozy couch, you can send messages for them to read into the record, et cetera, et cetera, when they're hearing bills yep. on and on. But in order to initiate that, you have to first sign up online. You and then drive to the Capitol, log in, log out, 
to vet, is, did you enter in your license, uh, your your ID or something? Online, but not at the Capitol. The Capitol was literally my name and password. So I was trying to figure out, maybe this is like a security thing. We don't believe that it's really Mark. Mark's not, you know, in Arizona or whatever. But it doesn't even sound like it's any kind of verification. It sounds totally pointless. Well, it's, it's, totally, it's, why would it's idiotic. Why would you need verification for that when yeah. I can do my car registration, my voter registration? Bank? bank everything online. But even for the government stuff, my taxes, everything yeah. is online. I don't have to go to the Capitol for this one thing. You want to talk to, <laughs> you want to, talk to the legislature, you have to physically drive down It there. says one thing to me. We don't want to hear from rural Arizona. That's exactly. what it says. Because Tucson at least has a place. But even that's stupid because where? I mean, yeah, you, you have to look it up. Tucson is one of the um, more difficult cities to get around because it, you, you bypass on, uh, what is that, 10? 10. And it yep. turns into... No, uh, anyway. you hit the 8. Yeah, right. yeah, anyway, you, you, it goes way around. If you want to go from like northern Tucson to somewhere on the other side... You know, you could be driving for 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. An hour. No, it's, it's you know, so it's not, town. No. Even in Phoenix, it's like, oh, I live in Phoenix. I can go down to the Capitol. Okay, maybe you live in Buckeye. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is stupid. Legislature. I, I, I'm going to bring this up um, when we have the next member on. With the legislature, yeah. Maybe as early as next week and say, come on, let's make it so people can and do this a little easier. And I knew it was this way. It was that way when I worked down there in 2005. Yeah. And I would I knew to register anytime I was going to Phoenix, go down and fill out the thing in the kiosk and... Because you can, you can do everything at the kiosk if you want, but you can do most of it at home and then just sign in at the kiosk. Yeah, interesting. Ridiculous. All right, so everybody got their ballots today. Quick rundown of who's on the ballot for the Republican uh, side. Just for the presidential Presidential preference. preference election coming up March 19th. I will be gone. You'll be you'll be covering that. You can leave your ballot for let me. me. Just, let me just save you some time. <laughs> it's going to be Trump and Biden, but go ahead. Okay, so on the uh, Republican side, all these people are still listed. Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, obviously Trump, Asa Hutchinson, who Asa Hutchinson, who <laughs> Ron DeSantis is still on there. Yeah. Uh, there's a Ryan, uh, Binkley. I don't know who he is. Never heard of him. And a Dave Stuckenberg and a John Anthony Castro. That's the guy that filed a lawsuit. I thought on something I could be wrong on that, but anyway, they're all still on there, but a lot of them have dropped out. They have, but I would say, you know, if you like one of them better than Trump, just do it. It's not going to hurt anything. It's just pick your DeSantis, even though he's dropped out. If you like him. Yeah, I guess. Ramaswamy, if you like him, it's yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's the, meaningless But the only point. two that are, uh, there's nobody. There's the only one that really is mattering at this point is Trump. Trump. Haley's still on there. She refuses to give up, although, um, wait, is it Michigan today? It's Michigan tonight. Yep. Is that, today. Is that yeah. what's going on Results today? Tonight. Uh, both Democrat and Republican, or is that yes. just, okay. Yep, both sides. So, it's going to be Biden and Trump. Yep. Like I said, let's just have the election next weekend and get so, it over with. In the when Trump originally got elected to office, before it, I predicted that Trump was going to win. And I was talking to a Democrat strategist and he said, the primary, and I was using the primary as the basis. I'm mm-hmm. like, look how many people turned out in Florida in the primary for Trump compared to Biden. Okay. Way more for Trump. I'm like, Trump's going to win Florida. And he's like, no, the primaries are no indication. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, is the primary an indication of the upcoming election? No. And you say, no, no. why not? Because everybody tries to put too much into this, and you don't get the general turnout. You're not going to get as many independents. You're not. You're going to get the hardcore Republicans, the hardcore mm-hmm. Democrats. Um, there's people that don't like the choices, and they're going to come around later during the general and say, "Okay, do I want Trump or Biden?" They're just not there. You're not going to get the volume of people. But there seems to be very low enthusiasm when you look at the, all the states that have primaries so far. Yeah, Trump's getting a, a lot of people turning out compared to Biden getting a very few. Very few turning out. Okay. 
So, so you think it correlates? Yeah, to some degree. It's a lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, I I could see that. How can you get enthusiastic about Biden? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Go, Biden, go. These are like the same three people that are still wearing a mask in public, (laughs) you know? I just, I I, I don't know. I don't don't see it. Your thoughts, though. Um, Who do you think is going to win this thing? And, And should we just have the election next weekend? We should. I, I think just get it over with. Let's move on already. I really think Haley's holding in there, Nikki Haley, because she's thinking something might happen to Trump. It may very well be, but she's gonna. She ain't gonna have money to travel around soon. I mean, Koch Brothers of, or the Koch organization, whatever it's called now, has, has bowed out for the funding. Oh, okay. So I hear. Um, I think. Once the funding totally dries up, you're like, well, I can't even fly can't to one afford of the, the states. And to go around. All of a yeah. sudden, it becomes less appealing to, to, to be that. And plus, she's just going to really start annoying people. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, already Sherry has. Me. She's already <laughs> annoying me. It's like, come on, lady. Let's let's move on. Yep. You know. All right. Love to hear from you. To talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, if you need to get your heater fixed, call my good friends at Gettles High Desert Mechanical. Uh, they keep ours, our, our old system, by the way. They keep that thing going. Which, why not? Keep the old stuff going if you can. That's better than recycling. That's the best thing for the environment. Don't, not, you know, throw everything away. Even though everything we're getting now is becoming a little less quality. Quality. My, I got a zipper story I'll try to share with you. Anyway, Gettles High Desert Mechanical, they know how to keep those old units going. But they also know when it's time to turn that thing in, get a new one, and uh, get a, a more efficient unit. And they're like, hey, we can't keep this going anymore. I've had that conversation with them on, on another unit. Gettles High Desert Mechanical, family owned company uh, servicing northern and central Arizona. So if you're in the Verde Valley, you're in Sedona, you're in the Prescott area, Flagstaff, hey, call up Gettles High Desert Mechanical right now, 928-567-2200. Or at least save the, save the phone number for, for if your heater goes down. 928-567-2200 or go to Gettles, G-O-E-T-T-L-S hdm.com that's gettles hdm.com hey if you're listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that you're listening to the jeff orbit show if you're looking for a home for lease, I have a two-bedroom, one-bath home available right now. It's in a duplex, uh, really nice, and it's one of those that were built a while ago, but it's been remodeled, so that means you got more space. You know, the new ones nowadays, you get, it's like living in a closet. Two-bedroom, one-bath for fifteen ninety nine per month. Uh, check it out at flagstaffforlease.com or send an email, rent at flagstaffforlease.com, rent at flagstaffforlease.com. Again, a two-bedroom, one-bath uh, home in a duplex available right now for fifteen ninety nine. dollars com is an equal housing opportunity. This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training, just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Welcome back. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I had an experience with something breaking today. A backpack I've used three times, a zipper broke. And then I went on YouTube and saw yeah. how to fix a zipper, but then I couldn't get it. I got it kind of going back in the track. Right. And I'm just it's like, oh, three times, man. Quality. Ah, the quality. And I thought it was a decent backpack, too, but it is what it is. Uh, the 
let me get to my notes here. The I got some comments on the yesterday. Angela and I were talking about the Kroger Albertsons merger. So the F Federal Trade Trade Commission and multiple uh, states attorney generals, including here in Arizona, oh, was it Mays Attorney General Mays Sounds Democrat? Right. They've yeah. all joined in. Many have joined in to oppose the merger. It's like a twenty-six odd billion dollar deal to merger. Um, Kroger, which is, what is Kroger? So like, one of them is like Safeway and... So Kroger is fries locally. Fries, okay. And then there's Albertsons. And Albertsons. And then Safeway's Safeway's in there. Safeway's in there somewhere. Yeah, Safeway, back in the day, they were always a unionized supermarket. I don't know if they still are. But... uh, Oh, here it is. Albertsons Safeway merged. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Uh And the Albertsons next to Fry. Okay, yeah, I think that's... Okay, here's a listener comment from, from... Because I said that... I don't know if I have much of an opinion on this one because right now they're, they're, the, the, the regulators, the attorney generals and the FTC, Mark, is saying if they merge, it's almost monopolistic. They're going to have such a big percentage of the overall grocery market that prices are going to go up. Um, people are going to get fired. Stores are going to close. Basically, the grocery zombie apocalypse is about to happen. What's right. your take on that? So the, I'm on the FTC, Federal Trade Commission yeah. website, and they're saying – they're alleging that the deal is anti-competitive. Okay. And that is an issue. You know, <clears throat> bigger companies often buy up smaller and smaller compet- or smaller competitors and become big. And you end up with, you know, the three big automakers. And yeah, as you, if you get down, and we've bailed out the automakers many times. Chrysler back in the, was it, the 80s? Oh, yeah. And, you know, GM, GM got bailed out after oh, wait, yeah. Yep. And the because, reason is because they, they got into the housing market. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> they say too big to fail, but they also want to keep the competition going have at least three. And so if, if all the supermarkets become one big company, you lose that competition. And, you know, the average housewife or guy that does the shopping um, may shop the sales, may say, hey. It's not just housewives, it's house guys too. House, house guys. Come on. Give it the times, man. The they, thems, when they shop, <laughs> <laughs> want to get the best prices. Okay. And so, you know, as you get ready, if, if they're all one company, they're going to, they have that, that ability to price fix, essentially. Perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps perhaps they're going to drive, they, they claim they're going to help drive costs down because they're going to have more buying power. You know, for years, Walmart, a lot of vendors were, and they probably still are, are or, or suppliers are angry with Walmart because they would go to them and say, you want to be on our shelves? Right. We've got X amount of thousands of stores. We're the big dude. Yep. You're going to have to be in this price range and yes. it would drive it down. And Same then you would go. Home Depot. Same thing with yeah, any big company. Yeah, they, they tend to, I mean. Look, if there was, I, I, and let me read this this email from 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 Catherine. When Albertsons Safeway merged, the Albertsons next to Fries was closed down. I remember that. Right, there used to be like a Smiths there at some point. Remember that? Yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking that was a way back, ago. I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> that got bought out by something, right? I assume most people there lost their jobs. If Fries merges with Albertsons, there will only be. Um, she mentions bashes, um, but then uh, corrects herself and says. Well, there's, there is also Sprouts type stores, you know, those kind of more niche market type stores, Mark, mm-hmm. like the ones you shop at, right? Oh yeah. Sam's club. Um, she mentions as well. I, I would argue also Walmart, Walmart, Sam's club, owned, owned yes. Sam's club. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, well, I, maybe I'm living in kind of a, 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 you know, a bubble a little bit, but li- just looking at Flagstaff or Phoenix, there's so many other grocery stores that I think you'll still have grocery stores to go to. Now, smaller markets, um, Williams, I think, just has a Safeway. 
for example. Yeah, so here's the... Uh, Camferdi yeah. just has a bash. It's a different company, but... Here's all the store names okay. that are going to be merged together if this thing happens. Okay. Okay, so you've got Fry's. Fry's. Fred Meyer, Harris Teeter, King Shoppers, Kroger, Quality Food Centers, Albertsons, Hagen, Jewel Osco, Pavilion, Safeway, and Vons. Vons is big in California. All those would be one big company. But are they going to keep the separate names? Well, probably. I mean, they still already have all the separate names. Because one of them, I noticed, they're not called Kroger, but there's Kroger products in them. Yeah, fries. Is that fries? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... And that's been going on for years. Sure. And Vons is, you know, Albertsons, but it's yeah. under a different brand. Yeah, and a lot of those aren't in Arizona, like you said. Vons, yeah, California yeah, and other... California st- stores. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I Look, um, Catherine, thank you for that email. Um, I, I don't know if it's gonna cause a big problem i guess it could but well, so there's exa- still competition left so executive this is from the ftc website executives from both kroger and albertson's have acknowledged that the two supermarkets are direct competitors okay forcing each other to aggressively compete for customers by lowering prices and for employees by providing better pay so the, the executives from both these companies are they're saying that. that okay so once they merge you don't have to compete for the employees anymore you can lower their pay you don't have to compete for the, the shoppers anymore. You can raise the prices. It's, I think it's a bad thing for these two to merge. You still got, and I'll use the Flagstaff example, though. You and I are playing I don't want to be a, I don't want to shop at Walmart for my groceries. It's too complicated. Why is it complicated? You go in there, you can get your big screen TV, you can get your head of lettuce all in one place, man. If I man. shop at the <laughs> typical Walmart, you know, Flagstaff, I'd have to walk past all these other departments just to go get my eggs and no, then all the way back. You, the Walmart on Huntington, I don't know I about that. I don't the, go to that one. I well, go to the I other go one. one on Huntington. <laughs> I walk in the front door, I'm thrown into the, the bread sections right there. I'm in the, the food department. That's true of that one. First thing. So I don't know if that's that's the case for all of them or not. Some of them have the big multiple doors like that in, um, in Cottonwood. Uh, you can come in on the far right side and you're, you're like almost in the, you know, the, the, the outside gear stuff. Yeah. And the other side though, you're, you're thrown into the, the food center. Yeah. You know, I, so I don't, they're not making you walk through or anything. I, I just think there's still a lot of, now if Walmart and um, whatever this Kroger huge company would be, then all of a sudden we're like, we're merging. Well, when do you get to a mon- monopolistic state? I still think there's you in Flagstaff. You could go to Sprouts. Okay, I don't think that's exactly competition though, because you're not yeah, getting it's a small store. It's a small store, and it's um, a, a different market. It really right. is, and th- there's th- it's, it's generally higher priced. Yeah, but there's a market. It's a, it's for a different that. type of store. Yeah, there's it's a, a market for that. store, and that's fine. Um, when I go to Safeway, I generally feel that uh, you know it's not as priced as aggressively as perhaps a Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but my wife, she's, she'll shop at Safeway, she'll shop at Walmart yeah, and she'll I mean, shop at um, the other one, Fry's. Yeah, so, we shop at them, all of them. All I don't of. think those stores are disappearing though. If the location's busy on, let's say Safeway on um, North 89 there. No, I don't think, I don't think we're, we're losing stores. No, I don't think we're going to lose stores, but again, it goes back to, the, it's hard to get employees already. So you have to, you have to offer premium wages. Okay. And so once you're not competing to get those employees, then you can lower the wages. And we're already having trouble, you know, making people making a living in northern Arizona. It's expensive here. Whether you're in Prescott, Sedona, Flagstaff, doesn't matter. It's it's pricey. Even in Cottonwood, it's kind of pricey. Okay, but wouldn't you still have the same amount of stores, generally speaking? Are they talking about shutting a bunch down? Wouldn't they still have to be pulling from the general labor pool that Walmart's pulling from, that McDonald's is pulling from, that you're pulling from with your construction company? I mean, sure, the general labor pool. Right now, the the pool can say, "Hey, Safeway, if you don't give me better wages, I'm going to go over to Fry's." 
And, but if They'll the project store is the same, they're going to be like, yeah, so we'll just transfer you over there because that's still us. <laughs> <laughs> I guess here's the thing that I worry about. And I, I think you and Catherine are on the same side as this thing. And maybe most of you are out there. I get concerned when the government gets too involved with this stuff. And I worry that um, like when the phone companies got all split up and then did, are we better off? I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I think are we, we always are with competition. I mean, we, we're facing that in Flagstaff with lumber yards. You know, when I moved yeah. here, there was no Home Depot, no big, none of the big box stores. I remember that. Right. I remember that. And there was at least four local lumber yards, at least, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Now there's no local lumber yards. The last one got bought out. last one got bought out national by National. Chain. Yeah. 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 So now we have two chains. We have a Home Depot and a National Builders for Source. Yeah. And we're unlike Prescott that has, they have. Lowe's, another national chain. Right. But at least Lowe's and Home Depot compete with each other for customers. Yeah, that's true. We have two Home Depots here. But then again, when I go to like Home Depot in Flagstaff and then I go to the Home Depot in Cottonwood, the prices are very, very similar. It's it's not like they're marketing much different. I think the items are pretty much the same. I've returned stuff from one store to the other. with, With online buying you know, people will go real quick to Lowe's to Home Depot online and say, yeah. hey, which one's got the better fridge price, you know, the better appliance price, whatever it is. And they'll buy from there. Look, I, okay. I, I want your opinions on this, on this. I think they may be able to stop it, but we shall see the Kroger Albertsons um, proposed merger and the lawsuits that are, that are going on. Uh, where do you see this going? Where do you stand on it? Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I just think that it's hard nowadays, Mark, unless the internet lines get cut like they did in the Red Sea or something where people can really, sh- they really can check on pricing. If, if this new corporate behemoth uh, decides, oh, now we own, we're almost monopolistic, except we got Walmart and Sprouts and all these other places, <laughs> plus the internet. If all of a sudden they say, we're going to, your bacon is going to cost $10 a pound here, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. People are going to start ordering bacon. Well, $10 a pound is pretty cheap nowadays. Yeah, but some things you always have, you always have to buy your gasoline locally. You essentially have to buy your groceries locally. You can order some things. You, now, Mark, but maybe new competition will come up and say, they're really ripping people off. <laughs> you can get your, your, your pack shipped right to your house, right from the warehouse without going to the grocery store ever again, because the big mega company decided to raise their prices too much. And a new industry, look, look at uh, Amazon. A lot of people don't like Amazon, right? I don't like Amazon. I, I don't mind Amazon because... Every time I order it, I don't have problems getting the stuff. I, look, I try to shop local as best as possible. But a lot of times I go to the store, even if, if you got it, you, you're, you're traveling all around. I go to five stores and can't find it. I'm like, I'm sitting in the store ordering the thing I couldn't find locally on Amazon. <laughs> I've done I've this. Done, you've done it, right? <laughs> they do a great job of delivering. You cannot like the founder of Amazon. You cannot like um, their, their market plan. But the bookstores... Where are they? They're gone. Right. They came in and revolutionized the market. So you combine this into a big behemoth and they decide to screw the customer mm-hmm. with ex- excessively high prices or treat their workers like dog crap. I think somebody else is going to come in in this day and age and it'd probably be internet based and say, screw you, buy my steak by order. Yeah. Th- right? That's the question. Show up in a drone. Does free market kill capitalism? Is the market so free <laughs> that all the power and all the money moves up to the top and then there's no uh, possibilities for... I don't know. GM ain't startups. what it once was. I don't know. Zenith TV ain't around anymore. R- RCA <laughs> is nothing anymore. Right. Um, what's another... Um, 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 Kodak. What was a Dow company. It was right. Kodak. Right. They got slaughtered by the digital market. They didn't even see it coming. Something always comes. And I just fear that, you know, we talk a lot about it on this show that... 
Uh, we don't want the government getting involved here. We're letting the government get involved with this this merger because they say they say it's going to kill competition. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's the greatest thing since sliced bread is going to come out of this thing. <laughs> Maybe. Right, Mark? I don't know. It's hard to predict the future, and the world is changing rapidly yeah. and getting smaller. I, it beats me off. We were talking, I was talking to you earlier about, I was driving through the Northern Arizona University campus, and they have these little <laughs> robots that yeah. deliver food. So when I was at NEU back in the 90s, People would play outside. You'd play ultimate frisbee. You'd see people on the grass. You don't hardly see students anymore. I mean, the campus yeah. has doubled in size as far as population. I drove through today, and there's not even traffic. Nobody's out walking. There's, it's where crazy. are these twenty thousand people waiting for the robot to deliver their food as they're sitting on their internet in their dorm room? Except somebody didn't get their food delivered. And so I'm seeing the robots, <laughs> and I'm driving. I'm driving along, and uh, the two robots are on a narrow sidewalk next to the street. And they're coming straight towards each other, playing chicken. And I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. And sure enough, I look out my window, and they crash right into each other. <laughs> Great. And then the one backs up, and they can't figure out, because the sidewalk's too narrow, how to get past each other without jumping into the street. I've seen that, yeah. And they're just stuck. It's pretty cool. I, Isabel, we used to, she stayed on campus for a year, and we would watch those robots. It's kind of funny. <laughs> They've been going for a while. It's pretty yep. cool. It's a good, I think it's a pretty cool thing. But... If you're just sitting at home and getting delivery all the time, I guess we can go back to that big merger where you're not even going to the grocery store anymore. Well, at what point do we just put conveyor belts into the dorm rooms? <laughs> My son on just rewatched Wally. Remember that cartoon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like sitting in your chair, getting your Wally Slurpee. Wally is great. Yeah. That is like a really cool cart. Uh, you know, I'm not into a lot of cartoons, but that's, that's a oh, pretty cool yeah. one to, I don't know if it's cartoon animated feature. It's I an guess animated feature, but what we'd go with. It's a great commentary on American society. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you want to get your home refinance, or if you're in a position where, oh man, I, I, I racked up the credit card debt because everything's costing so much more, but you got a home, you've been in there for a while, uh, you might have quite a bit of equity. Why don't you call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans, talk to her about maybe refinancing that into one loan so you have a lower monthly payment. Those credit card interest rates are just absolutely gotten crazy. Mention the Jeff Orvitz show when you call Kim Dawson, get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Kim, Kim Dawson and Nova Home Loans also does... Uh, new new financing, uh, second homes, investment properties, off-grid properties, you name it. Call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans, 928-310-6458, 928-310-6458, or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NLS 697-411, Nova Home Loans, NLS 3087-BK number 090242, equal housing opportunities, subject to credit approval, terms and conditions may apply. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orvitz show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orvitz show all right that's it appreciate it mark good stuff see you on the slopes tomorrow maybe yeah, kids are going skiing tomorrow. Snowball does that great thing where you go up there. I think it's like fifth and sixth grade or something. Most of the public schools in oh, northern Arizona. Yeah. So that's a good thing. So I'm going to be enjoying that during the day tomorrow morning. They're getting a little fresh snow too, which is nice. No good. Hopefully it's not windy. Hope you all have a great, safe night. Back here tomorrow. Take care. See you soon.
The information provided on the Jeff Horvitz Show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Orbit Show.